You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back to the 750. I am your ORG Ochoa. He is your 75, two time Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer, and according to Instagram, Chuck Liddell's best friend, the one, the only, the legendary Tony Casillas. TC, what up? Uh, just an ugly Tuesday. First time we've been able to do a post game show. And uh, yes, you're referring to Chuck Liddell. And- and I told him I had a conversation. He was up in the A1 air. I got to give those guys some props because they're good people. Um, I said, I think you already, I think you have them in the Cowboys in a sleeper hole because they were asleep. And, you know, I thought that they woke up the first quarter, which was, which was uh, inspiring. But after that, it was just an avalanche. But the best part about that, I got to go to the game with my son and his buddy. They were in town from, you know, college came in for Monday night. And then the fact I got to meet the GOAT. The yeah. pioneer UFC fighting, Chuck Liddell is pretty cool. Imposing, awesome. he's he's an imposing figure. May I add? Well, not to uh, diminish Chuck Liddell's accomplishments um, in in the ring, so to speak, but also Entourage star Chuck Liddell. He's That's he's true. on one of the best episodes oh, yeah. of Entourage. So <laughs> that was uh, a great cameo appearance. I, I remember that. I loved Entourage. So yeah, it's a great point, partner. Um, well, uh, it looked like you had a good time. Happy for you in that respect. You got to enjoy some, <sighs> some quality time. Yeah. Um, but Tony, my mm. goodness, the Dallas Cowboys, you mentioned, I, I don't think Avalanche <sighs> properly conveys what happened. 38 to 10, the final score here. I don't know if you know this, the largest margin of defeat the Cowboys have ever taken in AT&T Stadium is 38 points. The first time it happened was November 19th, 2019, or excuse me, 2017, when the Cowboys lost to the Eagles. That was the night Jerry got his his Hall of Fame, you know, ceremony at halftime. Uh, the Eagles obviously went on to win the Super Bowl, et cetera. The Cardinals matched that. They won by 38 points. I don't know if you knew this, but Kyler Murray has played a couple of games in AT&T Stadium. Nobody had ever talked about this before Monday Night Football, um, and didn't have to do much, honestly. Um, I mean, th- this this is one of the worst teams in the NFL. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I I really am just a loss of words. I, I you know I'm like everyone else, and I was I was really excited the way the defense came out, and you know Kyler Murray. To your point, um, you know threw the ball 24 times, and only had nine completions, and. So he really – and he didn't look very good throwing the football, but he really – They looked really to, bad early yeah, on. Yeah, the first point. quarter, man, it was – it was like, yeah, we may have something. But, again, here comes the turnovers. Here comes the lack of offense. It just looks so discombobulated. Uh, you know, they weren't on the same page. Andy Dalton, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we saw the best of his, you know, his performances when he came in and for Dak during the Giants game. Uh, just everything just unraveled. And again, I've been thinking for people asking me, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. I mean, they're so 
there's so many issues on this team. It, it, you can't just not just one, and that's the problem. It's multiple problems, RJ. And as you mentioned, they are just not they are not a good football team. Plain and simple. Um, I this is a weird comparison. I realize this, but um, you know, you have ever have you ever been in a situation where you're at a a gathering in, in pre-social distancing times, um, you know, maybe you're feeling good. You've, you've, you've had a couple of adult beverages. And I, I remember when I was in college, like I remember the very first time this happened and, and your face is, is warm. You know what I'm talking about? That, that feeling, you know, and you go to like the bathroom or something and you look in the mirror and, and you, and you have this, like you have this got, actual moment. Something where, all over your face. Well, no, but like, <laughs> like what I'm talking about is you look in the mirror and, it's like you can you, like you can almost like you're like talking to yourself. You're like, yeah, I'm drunk. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you ever have that moment where you see yourself in the mirror and you're well, like, yeah. I was going to have that moment last night, but I was the <laughs> driver. I mean, I really that's where I was at that point. Like, well, this game makes you want to drink. OK, <laughs> well, but that's that's my point. Like yeah. when, that that moment when you look in the mirror in this, you know, particular analogy mm-hmm. you you realize what it is right you're yeah. like i i'm in this and yeah. that's what this whole game felt like this this felt like we are like not even drunk we're just discombobulated i mean this it, and it it should absolutely be said tony that they're dealing with a number of injuries zach martin was lost in this game we'll see what his status is moving forward um but nfl teams have found a way to overcome i mean look at the philadelphia eagles and and they're always kind of the team you point to but they rallied back against the ravens despite all of their injuries and i know they lost but they still uh certainly made it made it a respectable contest i mean I know Andy Dalton and everything, but it's it's not like they lost because they don't have the horses. You know what I mean? They lost for reasons beyond that. They are broken. This this team really, really, really lacks leadership and, and lacks accountability. Yeah, and I heard Troy Aikman. He does his uh, Tuesday appearance on the ticket here locally, and he was talking. And I, I had to disagree with him because – He's talking about teams and offense in line, and and, and I, I get it. I, I get the fact that you have to – you don't want to give guys excuses because it happens all over the NFL, to your sure. point about the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, but there's a way in which you can kind of navigate around it a little bit and, right. and work your offense. And and there's really you, – you run out of excuses because, is I mean, it's clear and simple. This team is not good at all. I mean, I, defensively, yeah, they came out the first quarter – First time they shut an offense out in the first quarter this year. And I thought, mm-hmm. well, here we go. Maybe they can build off the money. Maybe they can complement each other. Then the offense comes out, and I don't know what that first drive was, RJ, but just was not very good. Um, so there was no ever any connection. And to me, here's the thing about it. When you go and you haven't been to a pandemic game, I mean, the energy is, is, is lost because there's not that many people in there. And you just sure. can't create the atmosphere, okay, when you're a home team. But it felt like we were sitting there watching a damn preseason game. I mean, there was mm-hmm. no energy. There was no one on the sidelines. You know, there was no let's get up. And, you know, the, the body language, you could see the defeat. And then, you know, the two turnovers, when they capitalized on that and when they got them down 14 points, 21 points, it, it, and we're so yeah. used to this, you know, from coming behind, well, you didn't have Dak Prescott. It, it sucked the life out of him. You just saw it just deflate. And, and you could see it play out. I mean, all of a sudden, guys are just – Standing around like we talk about, no energy to play whatsoever. I mean, not, the fact that you got to you got to play for pride. And the thing about it is, like as we mentioned, there are so multiple issues. There's multiple issues with this team that 
you know, you can't even compliment each other because they're so bad in so many different areas. So I, I think that there's something to um, like a self-fulfilling prophecy, if you will. Like, I do think that there is a real psychological element to, as an example, the Atlanta Falcons. When the Atlanta Falcons have a lead and the other team scores, I totally believe that in the back of their minds, it, it, because you're human, Falcons players, Matt Ryan, whoever, are like, oh, crap. You know what I mean? Because they've they've coughed up leads. That's that's you know, they start to they start to doubt. They start to wonder, is 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 this gonna happen again? And to this point, I think as soon as the Cowboys went down fourteen to nothing, it's it's oh God, it's happening again. You know what I mean? And then then yeah. you can't get out of your own way. Then then you do silly things like fumble the way Zeke did. Um this is a little off topic, but I mean, you're one of the only people that can answer this question because I think, Tony, a lot of people, you know, I, you didn't watch the broadcast, obviously, because you were there. But afterwards, right right as the game ended and Mike McCarthy walked on the field, they showed this stat about the number of points the Cowboys defense has allowed. I'm sure you've seen it on Twitter. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's they're, they're literally the worst defense since the merger in, in yeah, 1970. And, and so I think a lot of Cowboys fans, you know, there's a lot of criticism for Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones right now. And. You know, we talk so much about how this brand is so valuable and the Cowboys are the most valuable sports team in the world. I mean, and, and you know, you don't have to answer this directly, but do you feel as somebody whose who's hard sweat and, and blood is, is poured into this franchise? I mean, you've, you've got the credentials to, to back up your thoughts. And I, I'm, I just think if I were you, I would think, man – we are so far removed from from what we did, and and this brand is is kind of built off of what we did over a quarter century ago. Well, it's remarkably embarrassing, and it, it really you 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 look at the product on the field, and you're you're asking yourself, this is what we're watching. I mean, this is the product that's on the field, and it's just it's it's not good. It's it's it does it, they don't play like the number one valued franchise right. in sports, and the problem is is that. This is perpetuated. This is festered as far as the brand. And and I, I and to your point, RJ, that's some of the older players that talk about that played on the teams when, you know, we're winning Super Bowls. It's been so long ago. That's the common denominator that this team does not have. They have guys that are being paid a hell of a lot of money. Uh, I don't know, resting their laurels on the fact that they got paid. And now it's like, okay, it, 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 it plays out the – that it looks like they're coasting. They're not out there playing hard and not earning their money because they got their their contract. So that's always going to be measured that. But the problem with that, you know, the whole energy, the whole, uh, you know, when you look at, you look at Jerry Jones and, and him, you know, building this mass brand and capitalize on it where really it doesn't matter. The, the whole winning factor kind of gets lost because it is such a, you know, it's, it's, it's an amusement park. When you go to the stadium, you're looking at the jumbotron, it makes you forget about what the what's you know wins and losses when that right. shouldn't be it. Now with this pandemic, it's really focused on getting something good out of it, and there's not anything good to get out of it because you don't have the fans, you don't have all this atmosphere in the stadium. So all of a sudden, fans, you know, they they don't think about the injuries, they don't think about what you know what they're they're, they're looking. All they're thinking about is if we win or lose, and they don't fans don't do that, and we we don't do that because. It happens to everyone else. So to answer your point, I think it, it, it's a it's a lot of I think a lot of it's on the management, the ownership and the players thinking that they have this brand and not really living up to the expectation. And for the old guys like myself have played that 
you know, earned, you know, the rings and, you know, created this brand is very frustrating and it's embarrassing to see how they're playing out there. I mean, it really is. No, I, I, like I'm saying, I, I can't put myself in your shoes exactly, but if, if I were you, I would feel all of those things. Because feel- look at, look at out there. Look, I mean, you mentioned it. I mean, every record they're breaking is not, it's, it's not a, a record to be proud of. Okay. <laughs> it's yeah. a demise. All right. Yeah. It's, it's not one, it's not a record you want to be, you know, most points in the fan size. I mean, think about this. This team gets behind. You give them a short fill like the like the Cardinals had last night, and there's no way they're going to keep them out of the end zone. I mean, they played – I mean, wouldn't you agree they played really good the first quarter? I mean, you're I, like better than they have. And I don't know how much of that is just because of Kyler Murray, but they didn't give up a bunch of points. I mean, a three, couple of three and outs. I mean, the fill position was pretty relatively good. But, again, they can't compliment each other because their offense was worse than their defense at that point. No, they – I mean, I don't know the last time we saw the Cowboys play a complete game. I mean, in general, and that's dating back. And that's the uh, problem. They they, they they don't do that. No, they, no they don't. No consistency whatsoever. None. And I, 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 I think looking back, the Cardinals' early struggles were the Cardinals settling themselves, mm-hmm. right? Because they, they quickly found themselves. But you're right. I mean – the, the Cowboys, they did force a three and out. To their credit, the defense played well. And to, <laughs> well, right, I and that's, was so that's, excited about that. But, I'm like, high five, and I'm like, hey, we're off the field in, in three points. But that's that's like that's a truly yeah, – it, it is a very sad point that and, – and that's what, you know, I, I know I've been critical of Jalen Smith, and we've talked about this, and it's like, okay, mm-hmm. good job. You held him to a three and out. That should be sort of normal. Like, like this, this should not be this. You get a goodie bag because you held it an offense to to three and out. Um, and again, I think it should. It's an overall failure because the offense did no, did the defense no favors, and the defense has been really bad, like historically bad. But the offense has coughed the ball up on their own side of the field. You, you simply cannot expect the defense to dis, to defend all of those perfectly. That's just that's not going to happen in the NFL. But similarly. I mean, the offense is getting no help from a starting field position perspective. Tony, we are six games in. Six. Six. And the defense has one interception. One. That's like Horrible. like literally the number one. And number one in the NFL, too, also, and and, and not but, getting takeaways. But see, like all of this, like the turnovers and the lack of them really has been a problem since before Mike McCarthy, since before Mike Nolan, you know what I'm saying? Like, like all of these things have been issues and we have seen the head coach change. We've seen the scheme change. We've seen the players change. Like the the only common denominator. And and I, I mean, you can't blame, you know, ownership or management for lack of turnovers, right? But you can blame them for not putting the team in the proper position to, to coach and get better in that area. I mean, it is, I, I really – this is a heavy thing to say, but it does feel, Tony, like it's a culture problem. And and I think that's where a lot of people have arrived and to, to the point of, of apathy. There, there's no longer this, oh, well, it's okay. We're going to win the NFC East. No, like nobody cares anymore. People are really pissed off. Yeah, and rightly so. And also, we were talking last night uh, to your point about takeaways, which is sad. I mean, it becomes a mindset. It's a will. When's the last time the Cowboys have had a – a legitimate safety. I mean, we're going to have to go back in some time. Was it Darren Woodson? Oh, you're talking about like a, the the position, not the not position, a safety, yeah. not the play. Yeah, no, oh, no, no. Dude, the yeah, safe, well, yeah. When's the last Woody. time they had a back end well, safety guy Roy, that is a south safety valve? Roy Williams had had a moment, 
um, where people thought he was that guy. But for a sustained career, it's Woody, no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, and, and you know it's a different era, but still, you had someone in the back end that would knock, that would go and tack the ball, would tackle people, and that's one thing I noticed last night. You know, the perspective that you get watching it at the, you know, at AT and T Stadium as opposed to watching it on TV, you can see the whole field. And I don't know who they had in the back. I, there's a couple of times, like the they they tried to go deep down the field. And if Kyler, if he would have, if he would have threw the ball, you know, it would have put it on the, the receiver. I'm trying to think of who it was, but he got behind the back end. And I don't know if they were playing. Oh, it was Andy two. Isabella. Yeah. Yeah. And if he would have put the ball, he was open. And a couple of times, I mean, there was no help in the back end safety. So. I'm going to blame it on management for not going out there and trying to find someone. I mean, the the secondary is, is horrible. I mean, they got rid of their best player. They couldn't pay Byron Jones. and They chose not to pay Byron well, Jones. Well, they chose him, yeah. That was yeah. their choice, not to pay on defense, okay? And, you know, I don't know. You know, Earl Thomas is not they, – they caught they tried with ha-ha Clinton Dix, but that didn't work out. It's hard for me to, to, to even fathom that – was he that bad? I mean, he, he. I mean, think about it. I mean, look what they got out there now. I mean, was Ha Ha Clinton Dix that bad? Because so, they cannot cover anyone in the back end. Because once they get past the zone, once they get past, I mean, there was no one in any area in the back end ten yards close to the damn receiver. And that, my friend, I am tired of watching. So, it it certainly says a lot that. We are six weeks through the NFL season, and that no team has brought in Earl Thomas. That says a lot, and and I get it. Last night, I know that Kyler Murray is is. I I don't think we got a sack. I mean, Kyler Murray is he's just a different different dude. Oh, he's amazing, but but we didn't even you know we didn't no sacks. I understand no pressure. I understand if you don't want to go get Earl Thomas for whatever the reasons are. There's there's clearly a lot of baggage there. That's fine, but to your point. This isn't just an issue you've had in 2020. It's an issue you've had for a long time. And it's it's not even an issue, Tony, of bad safety play. And I I hate to have this take. And, and that's – I really hate where I'm at and the opinions I'm I'm having because they, they're so cliche and they're so like – okay, know, man. But they're, they're so – This is event 750. But so where I'm at is, you know – so it's very, very famously told how after you guys lost in Washington in 1992, Jimmy just cussed y'all out on the plane, how it was a super quiet trip home, how y'all were scared. And th- there is something to that, right? Like when, when somebody yells at you and you get those those chills up your back, right? You know, like th- it kind of kind of scares you straight. You know what I'm saying? I don't know who that dude is here. And, and, and at the very least, Earl Thomas brings that. That's what – Michael Bennett brought last year after the Cowboys got embarrassed by Buffalo on Thanksgiving day, it was Michael Bennett in the locker room cussing them out. And who, who's that guy? I mean, yeah, like who Jalen Smith can, can say what he wants, can tweet what he wants, can brand himself how he wants Demarcus Lawrence can call them soft. Unless there is a dude who there, there is to, to, to change the question. You said, how long has it been since they've had a legitimate safety? I'm going to say, how long has it been since they've had a legitimate leader? And Sean Lee has been that guy, but when, he, when he's not out there, he's not out there. I mean, they don't have anybody that is willing to hold that group accountable. Yeah, it's hard to lead the lead when they're not on the field. And, right. I mean, that's just a different respect that people have for you. Then you're in a coaching role. And really, I mean, guys respond different when some guys on the sure. sideline. Um Yeah, I, I, that's a great point. I mean, you lost your leader, Dak Prescott. I mean, to me, you know, he's – He's done for the year, so you lost that. 
uh, on the, the side of the, of the football with the offense. So who's the guy on defense? There's really there's really no one that I've seen. And 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 I look across the board. I look at the defensive line, the linebackers. You know, Leighton Vanderesh. I, I think he held up pretty good for his first time back. I mean, there's a couple times. You know, he hadn't played in a while, but right. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how you calculate that into being anything positive, but the fact that he would he stayed on the field. But, you know, that's a great question because these are the tough times, RJ. These are the tough times when you know that you're hearing it every week. You're, what, two and, you know, two and four now. Um, and you're hearing how bad you are. And so how do you pivot off that? And really, you, you it really take it comes within. And Mike McCarthy, I, I don't know, a whole, I don't know a whole lot about his leadership because he's, you know, look where he, he's changed everything, and look, it's gone the opposite direction what they they, they would expect. And look, I, I get it. Their offensive line, you look out there and you're like, dang, who's who's playing right card? Who's playing center? I mean, we, you know, the point is, is that they are decimated by injuries. And you know, for me, it's, uh, you know, and, and this is another point. And, and, and people got to understand and listen to our broadcast. The shelf of this offensive line that they paid a ton of money is over. When yeah. I say that, Ty- Tyron Smith is a tremendous player. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, but he's you know he's a broken dude, man. He's injured. I, I don't know how much longer he can play because he can't stay on the field. Zach Martin, I mean, he's your best offensive player. You realize you're, you're you know you're relying on him to pull the, you know be the glue in this offensive line. And then you got Leo Collins. I mean, yeah, he'll come back and play, but. As far as a window of opportunity, I think it has surpassed this team to really capitalize on what they had when they paid all these guys zillions of dollars. You know, Travis Fredericks is not there. So it's in the rebuilding process because I don't think this offensive line, it's going to take them a long, a, a while, because that's all we ever talked about, how great this offensive line is. You know, is Zeke going to be able to carry it? You know, for my, my, for my money's worth, RJ, I like Tony Pollard. I think it's a change of, of – you know, a, a you know, type of you know type of running back. Right. I mean, he gives you a little bit more spark. But as far as the offensive line, I know this is a is a long rant. Again, I think that they that the window of opportunity for them to capitalize on a tremendous off, best offensive line every year is surpassing. Those days are over. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. The situation with the offensive line is um, is like the dude who's been playing pickup basketball for like 10 years straight, right? And then shows up one day and is like, oh, God, 
my knee. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm I'm not the same guy, and and like it it can happen that quick. I mean, yeah, it, and that's it, the it, game. That's the nature of the game. You got. I mean, it's it, wear and tear. Right, and I mean. I mean, you think about it. I mean, the fact that Zach Martin, who has been the pinnacle of health, is, you know, is starting. Right. I mean, but that's he was drafted six years ago. I mean, like yeah. that's that's a lot of football. That's a lot of time. And I mean, you see, so you meant I, first of all, Tony Pollard certainly has potential as a running back. Please don't let him return any more kicks. I, you know, I don't want to see Tony Pollard return kicks. I just want to make sure that is, is on the record. But um Zeke Elliott obviously, you know, had two fumbles in this game. And the only thing that I will say about Zeke that I, you know, really think is 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 deserving of a lot of kudos. And I talked about this on our postgame show here on the network. Zeke was the only cowboy I have seen in the last five or so years, other than Dak Prescott, who came out and said, Yeah, I can't do that. I costed our team. No, I gave them yeah. and, but but you know, and, and you can talk about paying running backs and you, you can do all that and, and that's a fair conversation to have, but I really respect that he's willing to say, That's on me. I've never heard Demarcus Lawrence talk like that. I've never heard Jalen Smith talk like that. And and that's you need that, but you can't have that, you know, for, to your point, you can't lead when you're not on the field. You also can't lead when you're fumbling the ball twice. And, and that's, that's part of the problem here. Um, you mentioned Mike, when your defense can't, you know, when they cash in and give up 21 points off turnovers, right. You cannot give this team, you know, they can't defend on, you know, the, the, you know, the opponents, their own 20 yard line, you know, let alone, you know, defend it on the, their own 30 yard line. I mean, they're, that is, that is asking a lot from this defense. Agreed. Um, you mentioned Mike McCarthy and his leadership. Uh, we certainly need to talk about him, but I will say this. Mike McCarthy has, after every Cowboys loss, come out and talked about turnover differential, and he has said how that's on him, how how it's his job, how he takes pride in coaching that. And I know that's a lot of coach speak, but that is very different from the Jason Garrett discussion that we heard last year, as an example, when the Cowboys lost to the Minnesota Vikings and Jason Garrett came out and threw Tavon Austin under the bus. Mike McCarthy's not doing that. And and that, I think that that's worth mentioning, at least, um, because that's that gives me some level of hope. Uh, I do think, and I'm, I don't know if you agree, I'm sure you do, but... Do, I don't know that we can draw any conclusions about Mike McCarthy right now. His his team is battered. His team is broken. His front office, as, as we said, obviously is, is not doing a great job of helping him out. I mean, I, I don't know how anybody can say this is Mike McCarthy's fault. You know what? To your point about Mike McCarthy, I I think it's just the assessment now is I think a lot of people are, are casting stones at everyone, and he's definitely not immune to that because there's a lot of people mad that, you know, Cowboy Nation – thought the you know, regardless of the pandemic, as I mentioned earlier, they don't, you know, they don't factor in the, you know, all the, the things that happened before that. All they're watching is a game. They want results. And, you know, Mike McCarthy, I, you know, when you move from Jason Garrett to this guy that was a player's coach that people liked, and then to Mike McCarthy, who had all these skins on the wall that has won, you, 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 you'd want different results. And, I think to his point, I mean, right now, look, I mean, he's this team has been decimated by injuries. Their whole their offensive line and and look, I don't think everyone wants to hear that. But defensively, that's another that's another animal on that side of the ball. There's a lot of guys, and look, there's a lot of blame in coaches, but I mean for me, when I watch this team, 
on the defensive side of the ball, there's a lot of blame because I think it's more individual. It's not, it, you know, it's, it's individual guys that you see doing individual things and they are not good enough to do that. You know, and the guys that, you know, you mentioned, you know, like Zeke, he's, he's man enough to say, look, it's on me. Hell, you fumble the ball twice, you know, with this odd defense and they capitalize on, yeah, it's on me. I can't do that. So he, but they're so right now, the, uh, as I mentioned, defense, they're, they're defensive. You know, that's not, you know, that's not on the field. That's, uh, you know, I, I, I'm looking for, you know, that's the, uh, they're defensive as far as uh, criticism. And they want to look for excuses. And the only excuse is themselves. I mean, they, they are not playing. Uh, guys are not playing. They're not earning their, their, their money. Uh, and they're looking for reasons why. And, and, and whenever they get kicked in the gut, then, uh, then it's over. And that's what I saw last night. When they, when they put up 21 points against them, they're like, they raise their hands up, no moss. This is admittedly a, a deep question. And I was, I was going to ask you, who do you blame? But I don't want to ask that. Sure. Um, so, and, and I mean, I, w- I would obviously encourage you to be honest here. Um, it, what is the soonest point? Or, or let, me, let me rephrase. What has to happen for you and for the general Cowboys fan to to believe that this team's on the right track. Mm. I, I don't even know what that is. I mean, like, if you win the NFC East, that doesn't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, wh- what has to happen for the average Cowboys fan, the dude, I don't know if you've seen the meme yet, there, there was a guy on the broadcast crying and, and his girlfriend or wife. Oh, I saw that. Uh, it was, it was that, awesome. That, that describes <laughs> so, every Cowboy fan. So that guy's asking you right now, Tony. What has to happen for me to believe in this team once again? I think they're. I think they have to drop. You know, I'm. You know, that's a. You know, that's a. Uh, they have to really have some stones. And and yeah, you know, I, I said this in our prediction. I said this before the game is that this defense has got to realize that this offense is not going to put up the points when Dak Prescott was a quarterback. And if you're going off one game, now that gives you every reason why they need to pay Dak Prescott a ton of money. You know, that's the guy that's going to benefit if this thing keeps going the way it is, is that Andy Dalton is not Dak Prescott. We all know that. But, yeah, I think the accountability and to really to show some, you know, that we really care. And when I say that, um, you know, I think collectively it it becomes a a state of mind. I've always said that. I mean, I I think even – you know, defensive to me is the easiest thing you can fix because, yeah, you got to play scheme. You got to be disciplined. You got to play your assignments, which sometimes it doesn't seem like. It seems like some guys are freelancing. But the, the biggest thing, RJ, is that there's got to be this passion that, regardless, if they put up 35 points, if they, if they only put up 14, they're going to know that after they played us, we hit them in the mouth. We're not going to be known for the team, the worst defense in the National Football League. And right now, that rigor mortis is set in. And mm. that's how you, that's the hardest thing to overcome is to realize that, yeah, we're, we suck. We're not that good. And then, I mean, really, I mean, it, it no, is. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think agree about with you. it. And it, 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 yeah, and it's, it, it, you know, and people are like, well, yeah, if you really, if you, if you believe that's who you are, that I'm not good. You know, it's like someone that tells someone that they're, you know, they're not very attractive and they, you know, they really, they start believing that and they're, you know, very self-conscious about that. I mean, it's the same thing with, with football players and professional sports. 
and especially if it's happening and everything, it's, it gets into this mode, okay, here we go again, here we go again, and all of a sudden, all it takes is like a couple of guys to quit, and then it's contagious, because then it just spreads through the whole, you know, through the whole village, okay? And right now, that village is feeling a little, really, really insecure and defensive in character because they're not good. I really hate to be the guy that just talks about the 90s Cowboys again. Um, <laughs> I blame the Cowboys for pushing me to this this point. But I mentioned earlier how pissed off Jimmy got when you guys lost in Washington. Um, there's a great scene. Yeah, but we the... were good, RJ. Oh, of we course. Were, okay. And, and look, I, that's and I understand that. But we were good. We had the players on that team. And, right, you know, it's a combination of not being that good. But I don't know how much of that is just the fact, as you said, get pissed off and play. No, and, and that's that's my the point I'm getting at. There's a, a scene in the um sorry, the man. oh you're you're fine. Yeah. Uh the scene there's a scene uh from the America's game episode on nineteen the nineteen ninety two Cowboys. Um obviously y'all's great team. And Michael Irvin's telling the story about when he was first drafted by the Cowboys. And he, he talks about how there was a lot of guys on the team that, you know, they would lose and he would say, I don't care. I'm going to pick up my check next week. I'm still going to get paid. And how that would just eat at him because he was obviously so accustomed and, and, and wanting to win more than anything. And, and that when Jimmy arrived that he, and he, he jokes in the, in the clip, he says he pulled out that list. And then he said, this guy's not here to win. That guy's not here to win, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. And you're right. That's, that's the difference is that all of you guys we're there to win. You know, we, we, we laughed last week about, you know, Kenny Gant and the shark or whatever, but Kenny Gant was there to win. And, you know, he did whatever he did, but because you guys were winning. And when you win, you can do whatever you want. When you win, you can swipe. When you win, you can, you know, demand more money. When you win, life is very different. But when you're not winning, you just look entitled, really. And I think that's what the Cowboys – or what people think that the Cowboys are. They're just this group of guys who enjoy playing for the most visible sports team in the world. They benefit from that, but they don't want to put the work in required to match the, the reputation that they have. Yeah, I think that you have to – you want to have both of those. And I don't know if it's the generation. Um, you know, I think that everyone plays great when they have a contract coming up. And I mean, it's, I guess it's human nature that once you've, you're married to the organization, when they're paying you millions of dollars, then you got them. You know, I think that, and I'm not, I'm not putting words in the guy's mouths, but I think that there's a, you know, it's human nature, but now then you need to, then you got to have someone that's powerful and maybe it's all this whole persona, you know, with Jerry and, you know, we talked about, you know, the, them being soft and, you know, the way they approach things. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about this last night, RJ. I was at the game, and there was 25,000 people there and just really frustrated everyone. And I'm, I'm, and I'm thinking about Jerry. Jerry's up in his, you know, owner's box. <laughs> you know, and he's looking down, and he's thinking, you know, my team really sucks. But really, what even sucks more is that there's no one in the stadium buying, you know, you know, merchandise. Buying Cowboy beer. Readers. Yeah, yeah, so I'm losing on both, you know, both avenues. And I think, and, you know, and that's what the greatness about Jerry is that he's built this brand. But along comes with these players. Oh, yeah, come and play for the Cowboys, man. You'll be the America's team and you'll be paid well. And, you you know, you'll be a star. And you haven't really done anything. Yeah, you've, you're a great performer. And people say how great you are. But ultimately, that is measured off winning and losing. And then the next day, it's embarrassing. Those players, if they you know, 
if they have any uh, pride whatsoever to wake up today after that embarrassing ass kicking last night, that's the worst. That's humility right there. That's humiliation. So what are you going to do after that? You're going to laugh and like, okay, I'm going to get my direct deposit. I mean, I'm sitting there looking, all right, well, I'm, I'm, you know, if I'm a highest paid player, that direct deposit is going to still, you know, it's going to help my pain a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, and the thing about you just said about guys that's there for getting the paychecks, I mean, shoot, man. I mean, it, it's not just the Cowboys. It happens throughout the national sure. football league. All, all but, sports, all walks but, of life, but, totally. But the expectation is a lot higher here. And, you know, and, and now it's just unraveled and then they're in this situation where, you know, it's, it's not going to – you know, they play the Redskins, right? I mean, they got the Redskins coming up and, you know, and, and, and look, there's no guarantee they're going to beat the Redskins. I mean, look, their defensive front. So right now, I mean, it's just hard. It, it's trying to put something like a freaking, you know, what do they call the tourniquet on your the, the bleeding because you're freaking hemorrhaging so bad. I mean, what are you going to do about it? I, I just, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I've, I think we've all reached that point of, um, you know, you're, I'm not, I'm not a parent yet, but I think, you know, I know I've put my parents through, through times where, you know, there are times when your parents scold you and yell and scream, whatever. And then there's times that they just are like, whatever, you, you know what I mean? Head. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, that's, know that's that. how, that's how that. this, yeah. But that's how <laughs> this feels. There's, there's no, there's no justifying it. There's, there's none. And I mean, their next two games are against the NFC East, and one of them's on Sunday Night Football, uh, so that will be a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I just, I don't know. The laughing stock of the NFL, the NFC East, and that's who they are. I mean, yeah. they, they are a laugh. They're, they're a man maker, Tony. The last three teams they've played: the Cleveland Browns, the New York Giants, the Arizona Cardinals have hung their season highs on them. That's they're the team, you know. You mentioned your son plays fantasy. They're the team. I, I my my guys are playing the Cowboys, starting them all. You oh, know what absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. And the my last thing here is, and and I'm not trying to say this as a criticism of Mike McCarthy because I think his his culture and his process, whatever you want to call it, will take time. But to, we're recording on October 20th. A year ago today, the Cowboys were coming off of that humiliating loss against the Jets, and they they played the Eagles on Sunday Night Football, and there was a lot of okay, this is going to tell us a lot about Jason Garrett, whatever. And they went out and kicked the Eagles' ass. They beat them 37 to 10. And up until they finally quit, which was around Thanksgiving, we talked about Michael Bennett. That that was something that we never saw from the Cowboys. When when they got punched in the mouth, they always stood back up and and delivered a blow themselves the following week. And they did that last year. And we haven't seen that right now. This looks like a group that when, when things don't go their way, they pick up their ball and they go home. That's, that's how this team kind of operates because they don't have Jason Garrett there to, to be the, you know, the, 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 the main sort of culprit and they don't have Dak Prescott there to save them. So now it's all on them and they're bending. Yeah. And Mike McCarthy, he is not, you know, it's totally different than than Jason Garrett as far as his demeanor and his character and just being positive and clapping his hands. And sometimes it's kind of nice to see that. It kind of like shows some emotion, but he's just totally different. Um, you know, they brought him in here because of what he did on his resume. And I think a lot of people, as we always do, we forget about what it takes to get there. Because as I mentioned, people just, you know, when they watch sit down and have a cold beer, and they watch their favorite team. They want to be, you know, they want to be proud of them. And right now, there's nothing to be proud of. And you know, Mike McCarthy, 
I, I think you got to, you know, obviously give him somewhat of a, you know, leeway here as far as his, you know, his first year of injuries and everything. And, um, but I think here's the thing for me is that I think that this week, they go in this week and they game plan for Washington one. You know, I, I don't know what Andy Dalton, as far as the play action and what he can do as far as different offense, but they got to get him out of the pocket. I mean, they got to do something. They're going to have to show, you know, throw short routes because he's not going to be able to look down the field and guys are open because he can't improvise. He can't move around. He's a different quarterback. And two, I think you've got to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I mean, when he came against the Giants, I mean, he threw some balls, but some guys made some great catches and made him look a lot better than he was. And then all of a sudden, he's get this game plan, and people game plan him, and it's totally different. I think he'll get better because he'll get some, you know, some continuity with his receivers, and he hasn't played a whole lot with this, you know, with the ones. Um, but the last one, and God, this is going to be a, this is going to be so tough, is. What is going to be the narrative for this damn defense? I mean, where are they going to go from now? I mean, really. I mean, this is going to be, like I said, your stones have got to drop, okay? You have to find a way, secondary, whatever. They need to do, make some adjustments because what they're doing on defense will ever, they got to play like, you know, the fourth quarter, the first quarter they play good. But they just got to be some consistency and there's got to be an attack mode. This Mike Nolan defense that was supposed to be a lot better, you know, we're not disguising coverages and everything, it's got to create some opportunities. Opportunities are takeaways. And what would you say? We have one. They have one. One interception. One interception. I mean, that's sad. No. I mean, very quickly, I don't think you can put this loss on Andy Dalton. He's definitely not as good as Dak Prescott, but, I mean, he was in the middle of a storm. I mean, you know, this – well, uh, you mentioned Washington. You'll hear from Tony again on the pregame show that we do here at Blog and the Boys. Tony will tell you how badly he thinks the Cowboys are going to lose or how much he thinks they're going to win by. Tony, sorry you had to watch that in person, uh, but glad you got to see Chuck Liddell. Glad you got to have some quality time. Cowboys are two and four, but they're in first place. Uh, so uh, welcome to 2020. Last time that happened, uh, we're, was it the uh, Seattle Seahawks at Made the playoffs with a losing record yeah. of seven and nine. Didn't they go to the NFC Championship? They did not. They did beat the reigning uh, okay, Super Bowl champion right. New Orleans Saints, though, and then they lost. That's right. Yeah. But that's um, but still, oh, nevertheless, they won a right. playoff game. <laughs> Anything can happen. Uh, Tony, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for the time, everybody. Thanks for listening. This was the Seven Five Zero. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.